Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 78 of the Backlog Podcast. I am your host, Kevin, and we are live, driving down to the airport. Uh, I just recorded about 20 minutes of podcast, realized that it did not record, so I'm a little pissed, but hey, these things happen. The benefit is... I've already got what I want to talk about in my mind. So first, I want to give a shout out to my buddy Bob and his girlfriend Alex. They are staying with us through the holiday here. They've been with us for most of December. Bob has. Uh, They went on a cruise, came back, and uh, it's just a delight to be able to go 15 years without seeing somebody and then reconnect with them like the time hadn't passed and get along in such an awesome way. I really love these guys, uh, well, guy and girl, and just really a pleasure to have them so uh you know you'll see if you check out our youtube bob and i did the one chip challenge from packy chips and the one chip challenge if you're not familiar with it is a single chip it's a tortilla chip absolutely coated till it's black in carolina reaper pepper sauce now bob and i both have done it in the past uh, not a fun experience, but one to say you've done it, right? Just like uh, bungee jumping, I guess. And what's the benefit? There is none other than to stomach it, push through. Uh, kind of like uh, the native pygmy people who do like put their hands in ant things or whatever, right? It's dumb as fuck, but you can, you can say you've done it. Well, this time Bob bought a case of 10 of these chips and uh, we ended up doing two each. We just stacked them and ate them. And it was very hard to push down uh, because of how dry and how instantly painful. It's like a bee sting, you know, the second it touches your tongue, you're, you're feeling the heat. But you gotta chew it and swallow it. And, uh, you know, I had to swig down with some, uh, just a, a swig or two of beer because I couldn't even, because of all the dryness. Uh, but Bob was able to push it down. I did go, we both went over 10 minutes without even consuming a single drop of anything other than you know my initial uh helper to get it down and i'll tell you what holy shit um two was way worse than one my stomach turned in knots uh it was terrible but it was fun to say we've done it we did it live we streamed it on twitch.tv slash backlog time and i put up a edited video there's a about a 30 minute video because the last time i did it Uh, We turned it off after the first 10 or 15 minutes, and then the worst came later. It was like when the the peppers hit the digestive system and started going into the the lining of your stomach and the the intestines, that's when your body starts convulsing because it has no idea what's going on. And you start sweating from every pore in your entire body, including like the tips of your toes and bottom of your feet, palms of your hand. So uh, I wore a onesie, a nice pink uh, bunny onesie for the for the show. Um, do I regret it? No. I mean, it, obviously there was regret when I did it. Like, holy fuck, why did I do two? And all of those things go through your head. But we we toughed it out. I'm glad we did it because it's funny and it's silly and it's a challenge, and we defeated it. So, Packy one chip challenge done packy two chip challenge done i do not think there will be a three chip challenge uh it it's not comfortable and it doesn't taste good so knowing that i've done it uh, i i definitely would do things like eat lots of hot wings 
that are really hot and things, but that's because there's flavor. Uh, there, there's no, especially after doing it a second time, you realize that there is no benefit to this. Uh, there's, I watched one video where a chick was saying that she thought it tasted good. Uh, I find that to be bullshit. I think she's just toughing it out uh, and being strong for the camera. It doesn't have flavor. It's like literally like poison. Your, your body rejects it like poison because that's the level of toxicity that it is. So um, I tried to throw up, uh, got a little bit, but not, not as much as I wish I, I wish I could have thrown up the whole thing. Bob was able to throw up the whole thing. Uh, but, uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, the next day is going to be terrible. You're pissed and your shit's going to hurt. Ah, you know, no, it, it's not like that. Yeah, there was a little bit of, like, uncomfortableness uh, for until, until I got it all out. But it was not um, nothing for me anyways. It wasn't uh, excruciatingly painful shits or anything like that. Just a normal day uh, with, uh, I think, more. it was just more so being uncomfortable. And I think because your body is literally convulsing and doing things, you, you get muscle aches and muscle spasms in areas that you don't normally have. So, like, my sides hurt like like I had worked out a little bit. Um, but after doing this, I also looked at myself in the video in this onesie, and I realized, holy Christ, I need to work out. Like, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a fat bastard right now. So um, I ended up cleaning up. I shaved the, the neck beard. Uh, you know, I've been growing a beard since probably July, and it's just, it was not coming in the way I really wanted it to. So unfortunately... Uh, I cut it all off, and so I do still have a beard. Um, it's about an inch long, as opposed to the four or five, six inches that I had going. But I feel like I feel like I look a lot better right now, healthier, uh, younger, and uh, you know I'm okay with uh, with the fact that I cut it all off. I was I thought I might regret it. Um, after looking at myself in the video and and seeing how I present myself, I I, I want to. You know, I'm a I'm a good-looking motherfucker. You know what I mean? I'm a I'm a I'm a hot ticket. So uh, I got to make sure I present myself in such a fashion because uh, I got a I got a beautiful wife, and um, you know I got to make sure that she can look at me and smile with true, you know, with a true smile. So um, yeah, if I can't look at myself and smile with a true smile, then how can she, right? So here I am. Uh, I got to start working out. I did a little bit of a treadmill run last night. Um, I, I just started pouring sweat the second I started running, which was good. And so that tells me, keep going. Uh, you're, you're ready for this New Year's resolution. You know, everyone says it. Uh, let's stick to it. But I got a treadmill that goes under my desk. I can play video games while I, while I do it. And uh, even though it's super dangerous because I almost fell off like 15 times. But that's all the beginning of the year 2020. We got it. 2020 coming right on up. Today is Christmas Eve, and like I said, we're on episode 78. We are 22 away from hitting that 100 mark. We have lost the audience, and I, I'm not even going to be shy about it. It sucks. Um, we there, there are very few of you listening to this podcast these days, and I blame myself. Uh, you know, we, we have gone through such a transition, and 2019 has been a terrible year for me, uh, mentally and physically, and just a lot of things from the beginning to the end. I mean, it started off strong. I went to Vegas. I had a blast with some friends out there, Jerry and Jimmy and Steve and so many, you know, David, just a lot of people out there in Vegas um, having the time of our lives only to come back 
and experienced just a really um, uncomfortable situation with uh, moving and moving into my friend's house, uh, having my friend move away. Uh, the reason we moved to Jacksonville, Florida, was to be near, you know, obviously we want to come back to Florida, but the reason we chose Jacksonville was to be near my lifelong best friend. And, uh, you know, when we got to the house and he, he you know, we, we had a blast. I mean, I had a really good time hanging with him for a year, uh, but as the year grew, it got less frequent. You know, there was less frequent hangouts and things. And uh, at the end of the day, um, we ultimately, uh, you know, he, he ultimately got a job out in Italy and uh, him and his family moved out. We ended up moving into his house and, it, it, you know, just to be completely transparent here, it was not left in a condition that I was willing to be happy about. And so um, we spent, I spent a, a while, the, all the time I thought we were going to be spending moving, I spent repairing and cleaning and painting and uh, taking out black mold and, and all sorts of crazy things. And uh, in the process, I was so just distraught and angry and upset and sad and, and depressed about it all. I was in the middle of the government shutdown. I have a, a government job, so um, I was dealing with without getting pay. And then through the, the moving process and my anger, I was throwing stuff and I was just not happy. Probably not, you know, lifting like I should have been and ended up tweaking my elbow pinching a nerve in my my elbow the funny bone nerve and ended up having to get this major surgery on my uh on my right arm should have got it on both arms but i, I skipped out on the on the left arm because it, i was just i couldn't do it so um so yeah uh the, the year started off pretty crappy uh or pretty started off good into pretty crappy by the end of january i i knew shit was going down it wasn't going to be a good good year um, and I hate to think like that, but I'm just being honest. And, uh, obviously there's always some good in the, in the year. We, you know, Bob came to visit, we had family visits and, and we, we went and did things that were fun, but overall it was just, I just felt like I got beat down this year. And so, uh, the one benefit to a new year and that number, as silly as it sounds, is that it's the obvious, right? We can reset, we can rebuild, we can restart. And so that's what I'm going to do is just focus on positive. I'm, I'm already uh, gearing up for it. Like I said, I've, I've, I've cleaned up. I've, uh, I, I've got a focus. I got a treadmill. I got to focus on getting back into shape. And, uh, and so I think a lot of people are able to do that because of a digit changing from a 19 to a 20, you know, and 2020 is a big year for, uh, technology. I think that in 2020, we're going to see all this stuff that we've been talking about on this podcast and, and, and all the, all across the internet with this cloud-based technology, um, we are going to start seeing some of the most amazing transitions. And that's exciting to me. Uh, I talked a lot about Google Stadia the day it was released and, or uh, the day it was discussed and talked about and, and uh, the concept was released and uh, all the way through up until it launched. And, and so after it launched, it's like, okay, well, what, what really, what did it do to the industry? Well, nothing yet that you can see, but if you've been following like I have, and I'm sure there's plenty of people who've been following even closer than me, you got EA Sports working on their own cloud-based technology. 
so you can play all their games. Now EA Sports already has the EA Access program. If they can integrate the EA Access program into a cloud-based thing where you just pay, you know, 10 bucks a month or whatever it is, or five bucks a month to get access to all the EA games, uh, what the hell, why would you, why would you pick anything else? Uh, the same goes for Microsoft. They're tearing it up with their cloud-based stuff. They got cloud-based uh, game streaming te uh, testing going on right now. They have uh, stream your own uh, Xbox through your network. So play your games on your cell phone or your tablet or your computer right from your Xbox, like live. Like you're playing it off of your Xbox. Uh, but then you also have... Um, you have the uh, the Google Stadia and the the Nvidia GeForce Now and all of these really amazing um, cloud-based technologies, and I think that is really starting to prove that that's the future of uh, this technology and the and the gaming industry as a whole. I think this next generation of consoles with PlayStation Five and the Xbox, the new Xbox One, uh, whatever it's going to be called, those are going to be the last physical consoles, in my opinion. They might still sell consoles in some concept, but not uh, to the level. I think most of the processing power will ultimately be uh, towards the, the, the back end in the cloud. Uh, the, that way they can control it. So I kind of got cut off there with the uh, first half of the, the podcast here, and now I'm recording a couple days later. Uh, I'm going to release this today. So um, long story short, uh, I, I truly believe, like I was saying before about the this uh, future of cloud-based gaming, and I want to dive into that a little bit. So as we see Google Stadia uh, start to expand its, its audience and expand its growth, I mean, we're already a month and a half in, and uh, we're looking at uh, coming here into the, the first of the year, we're going to be getting a couple more games in the Stadia bucket of, uh, you know, free games. And I, I got to be honest, uh, not super impressed yet with the plethora of games. I might have already said that, but I just I want to reiterate that um, I do believe in the Stadia technology. I do believe in what they are doing and I believe that Google's pressure, Google's power is what is going to be driving this this whole industry. Now, yes, other companies have been doing this, other companies have been pushing this for for longer than Google, but when Google, who is one of the biggest entities in the entire world with the most data in the entire world, when they start getting into the market, um the other companies now have a baseline to compete with as opposed to just throwing it, you know, throwing to the wolves and saying, hey, try our technology. Now people like um, casual gamers are going to start wondering what this is. Now, so far, Stadia Pro users have gotten themselves Destiny 2, Samurai Showdown, Tomb Raider, the Definitive Edition, and Farming Simulator the Platinum Editions, Farming Simulator 19. Uh, I think uh, there's definitely a user base for Destiny 2. Uh, Samurai Showdown's a fun game. Um, I, I, I probably would like to play that a little bit more. I've had some, I had my buddies over, uh, Bob and Alex. <clears throat> uh, so I'll probably play that a little bit more now that um, I have some, some me time. 
But that being said, um, it's not one of the better fighting games. I mean, Street Fighter, which has been out for many years, uh, it'd be cool to see something like that, or, or the Mortal Kombat uh, game, which is available, but at full price. I already bought the, the game on the PlayStation. So I'm, I'm crazy me. Uh, I want to hold off on buying games because I want them on the Stadia. I want to play these games on the Stadia. But comparing it to games or to the, the programs like Xbox's uh, Play Pass, well, Xbox Play Pass already provides me with a bunch of these games for free. Uh, well, for the for the the pass, so I have the pass. The pass has so many more games. Rage Two is in there. <clears throat> I, I would like to pl- to buy it for nineteen dollars and eighty cents, but I can already play it on the Play Pass, so I'm not gonna. <clears throat> I'm not into racing, so Grid doesn't tempt me. Uh, and I already own Red Dead 2 on the PlayStation. Own Borderlands 3 on the PlayStation. So when I'm looking at some of these deals, they're good deals. But I ain't paying 30 bucks for guilt. You know, um, Darksiders Genesis isn't uh, a game for me, I don't think. Not at 40 bucks. Uh, Wolfenstein. So, you know, when you look at, at when you're trying to compare, right? And I'm just going to be completely blunt and honest. When you're trying to compare and you see games like Thumper. It's a $20 game. That's the one coming out uh, next for uh, January, along with Rise of the Tomb Raider 20-Year Celebration Edition. Uh, That's a $30 game. They're not putting the the top-of-the-line games on their their free monthly yet, Uh, but they have a limited number. I mean, what, 20 games on their, on their, their platform? It's starting to grow. And again, I believe in the technology, so I believe that in time just like any system that's getting started, there are going to be plenty of games. Right now, there just isn't. Not for me. Uh, Metro Exodus. That's another game I'm going to play. I have it on my backlog. But I'm not paying 40, 50 bucks for it when I already have it available at the other price. Um, it seems weird, too, that they're, they're discounting um, the way that they discount the games. It's like it's discounted for a little bit. And then that goes away. Uh, goes back to full price. Full price being sixty bucks uh, for most of these games, and I and I want to talk about that as well. Um, is sixty dollars an appropriate price? I mean, some of these bundles now are coming out eighty, ninety, hundred dollars for the Mortal Kombat Premium Edition bundle. Mortal Kombat used to be the type of game you pay the regular price forty, fifty bucks for it back in the day, and then you unlock all the. It's the complete game. You unlock all the characters as you're playing. Now it's like they're getting an extra thirty, forty dollars out of you. Uh, maybe it's fair, maybe it's appropriate. Um, I, I honestly don't know what goes into game development like other people do, uh, but I appreciate uh, you know any feedback. Any anybody wants to provide additional information for me to say why and and you know I know that there's high costs, uh, but I do development of my own on websites and and SharePoint and things like that, um, and I understand that it takes time, it takes teams, it takes way more than most people understand. So maybe $60 a game is cheaper. Maybe the, the inflation, you know, it's been that way for a while. But when you see other games coming out, and they're actually pretty damn good games, Trials Rising, $24.99. That's a good price. I already own it, so I'm not going to buy it again. But uh, had I not, I would have paid $24.99 for Trials Rising. It, it's interesting. It's interesting to see how, because you're a AAA title, you can spend, you can charge $60. But, um, but somehow these smaller companies are charging less, and maybe that's, they know that they're going to make less in the long run, but they're just trying to get their name out there. Or maybe um, maybe the price of games 
just isn't really uh, where they should be. Um, I don't. I'm starting to see a trend in in the prices fluctuating. So not all games are coming out at sixty bucks, but there's still a general consensus that a new game is going to be sixty bucks, no matter the the quality of it. And I don't like that because um, now these games are having all these different editions: pro, premium, platinum, ultra, and they're coming out with forty different prices. I mean, the same product. When I look at the store for Stadia, you got the same product listed four or five times if it has multiple versions. And that's just so stupid to me. I just, I, I, it gets me so annoyed. Um, Stadia Pro Deals, Rage 2, Rage 2 Deluxe, Borderlands 3, Borderlands Super Deluxe. You know, come on. Give me the product, let me go into it, and then see the different versions of it. Don't give me four tiles with the same freaking game. Make it look like your store's uh, more robust than it really is. Um, so I, I think the, the uh, time factor here will be fine for Stadia. I think in six months we'll look back and we'll be like, wow, remember when they had no games and, and this and that. But when you can compare, if you're playing on the computer, you can compare, compare to Steam Store. And then Steam Store has hundreds and thousands of games and they're always on deals and discounts. It's like, why, you know, why pay full price for a game? I, I'm, I think 2020, I'm done with that. Um, I bought at least five or six games this year in 2019 at full price, right when it came out. Day is gone. Boom. Spider-Man, boom. Well, that was probably the year prior, but, um, you know, you get them when they come out and then I don't, I don't play them right away. I've got so many games and then you got the talk of the, the free to play games, the Apex Legends and the, and the Fortnites, which are still top quality games. If that's the style of game you like, some people get bored of them. There's plenty of options. So I, I hate hearing, uh, you know, people complain about being bored of Fortnite a board of apex a board of some of these other games battlefield battlefront all that when you have options if you have all these options th th then don't complain about it just go move on so let's segue from the price of games i just got done yelling at my kids and uh, sorry if you had to hear that in the background um, i'm recording in a little different manner here on my uh, handheld recorder just to see how the uh, results come out um, but uh, let's turn here to so you got all these games you got you got apex you got fortnite you got um these free-to-play games why, if they're good enough and you love them, why would you pay 60 bucks for a game that you're, you're not going to play? Very similar to like I'm saying here. I've been playing, you know, I, I, my whole name is Backlog. I, I love the idea that I have all this, um, these games to play. Uh, my desire for some reason is to continue to play the, the Fortnites and the, the Apexes and, and that, and it'll change. Um, I'm, I still 100% plan on playing the, uh, other games and all that, um, but when, right? I, I definitely have slowed down on my desires to be playing Fortnite and my desires to be playing Apex and all that, but they're still there. I still turn to them. They're nice, quick, and easy. Damn people. So, uh, all the loudness and craziness. Um, streaming. Okay, I love to stream. Streaming isn't uh, lucrative right now for me because it's, um, you know, you, you got to build an audience just like the podcast. 2020, I'm going to be putting a lot more effort into things like streaming and, and, and uh, podcasting and stuff. I got to get the, the fire back. I got to lose the weight. I got to get the line right. All those, those things I was talking about being in the podcast. But one of the key things here is uh, working with the right people. So I love having Joe as my podcast partner. Hopefully we can get him back full time. Uh, we just got some of the holidays. Every, there's always a reason, right? Two family members, or two, two, two fathers with families, super tough to get everything 
lined up, but we'll figure it out. We'll make it happen. But then you got, um, you got, uh, the baby face in the heel alpha world winning federation on Twitch, myself, Jimmy T. Uh, we're putting together a TV show. Ricky from MMA Marks is going to be helping out uh, as the referee. And uh, that starts on January 1st. January 1st, 2019, or 2020, geez, whew, right after AEW Dynamite, Eastern Time. Okay, we're going to be watching it. We're going to be talking about it right after. Uh, the first one's probably going to be a little shaky. We're going to be laughing. We're going to have a hard time figuring all this stuff out. But guess what? We're going to roll with it. We're going to run with it. We're going to tear it up. And we're going to start getting the attention of the AEW audience. Our goal for 2020 is to have 50 concurrent viewers while we're broadcasting live. It's going to be a half hour to an hour show. One and done, right? We're not going to be uh, streaming afterwards on the account. We're not going to be talking uh, fr flawless or frivolously about other topics. It's going to be to the point, the program. When it's done, it's done. We wrap it up. We call it a day. Now, we can't wait. But we also have another addition to the to the broadcast on Backlog Network, okay? We're going to be broadcasting live, impromptu with Kevin Earl and Earl. That's me and my cousin, Buddy. Both of our, you know, his name is Earl. My middle name is Earl. So Kevin Earl and Earl. And we're going to have an impromptu talk show where we talk about topics, try to bullshit our way through them, and uh, potentially bring in uh, the, the viewers. We talked about that a bit. We're getting close to being ready to launch that one, but we are closer to launching the baby face and the heel, otherwise known as bath. And that will start uh, in just a couple of days. So super excited about all this stuff. Be on the lookout, be prepared for, um, just some awesome content and, uh, provide feedback. If, if you're not enjoying what you're seeing, let us know. We will work to adjust if we need to, or if we feel we want to, and we will go from there. I am Kevin. This is the Backlog Podcast, and I'm going to wrap it up with letting you know that if you keep an eye on the baby face and the heel, you keep an eye on the Backlog Network, and you keep an eye on the, the team of people that we are talking about within the network, uh, we will hype up the appropriate types of, what, what I think is the appropriate types of um, audience that I'd like to support, that I'd like to um, get your attention on, whether it be a podcast like the MMA Marks, uh, the, the, my cousins who I'm not just promoting cause they're my cousins. They're providing good quality, funny, awesome podcast. Uh, it could be, uh, a, a, another streamer. It could be reviewers like the partisan spy or tech Mike. Okay. Uh, mittens. It could be anything that we want to talk about. I, I, I'm fo focusing primarily on people who provide quality digital content. Uh, I'm not against putting out newspaper articles, but uh, you know we're talking digital here. We're talking quality digital content, whether it be podcasting, online reviews, streaming, all the fun stuff. Backlog Network's going to have it all, uh, and I'm not the, the, I'm not the only person making the decision on what's going to be on there. We have a whole team of people, and we are excited. And we are looking forward to 2020 as the year of the network. Again, I am Kevin. I am your host of the Backlog Podcast. And we are looking forward to 2020. Love y'all. Thank you. Please provide feedback. Please provide support. And please share this out so that others can hear and learn 
about this podcast and the network and the people within it. Peace out.